And it's all about Simon Mannering. Look, quite frankly, it's been all about Simon Mannering all week, and I know he's fed up to the back teeth with it, but so be it. Not every day a character brings up 300 NRL first-grade games. It's going to happen to the big fella tonight, and we're joined now by one of his Aussie mates from back in the day. Three years or so they played together. Brent Tate, welcome back to the Airways. Always good to have you on. Can you believe that uh, Junior is going to notch up 300 games tonight? Yeah, I actually can believe it, mate. He's that sort of player. He's been and has been throughout his whole career, just so reliable and such a great fella and great team man. And um, look, it, you know, to do it at one club and to do it, at, you know, the club that he's absolutely loved and captained, and um, you know, he's such a self selfless player. Um, it's so, and it, it's just, it's wonderful to see it's fallen on the last home game of the year. Uh, you know, at Mount Smart where he's done it all. So yeah, fantastic to see. So you'd expect they'd have a victory tonight because if they can't lift for this game, Simon's three hundredth. They're not going to be able to lift for anything during the finals now, are they, Brent? Well, you, you think so, but mate, they've done the job all year. To be honest, you know, there haven't been too many games where you, you sort of sit back and um, you know they, they haven't done the job. They're sort of flown under the radar a little bit this year, um, the Warriors and. Um, you know they've they've done a good job, and I think surprised many that they're they're sitting on the in the ladder where they are at the moment. But uh, geez, it'll be a hell of a night to be there tonight. I was with Michael Luck during the week, and we uh, we got on YouTube and YouTube the semi final where we played against the Roosters, where it was a sellout, and they had the blackout that night. And um, mate, just some goosebumps throughout the throughout the week reminiscing about those times. So. I'd love to be there tonight to celebrate his 300th and, and hopefully uh, a really good performance by uh, the Warrior boys. Tell us about the first time you, you ran into him when he first turned up to the club. What, what did you think about this uh, quiet, young, albeit enormous fella? Yeah, uh, look, he was very unassuming. Um, but, you know, I, I knew going to the club, he was a hell of a player. Um, he was only early on in his career, but, um, you know, knew straight away that, that you know, he was, he was going to be a special player. He, you know, he was just one of those guys you could build a team around, Simon. Um, and I think that's the biggest accolade you could ever have as a player is that, you know, you can build a, you build clubs around guys like Simon Mannering. And, um, you know, he's been doing it for such a long time and at a, at a high level. You know, he's not the player that gets the raps and, um, you know, gets all the accolades. But you can tell when he's not there and he's not playing or he's not on the field. Um, you know, you can you can actually tell. And, and you know, that that's... Uh, that's the real meaning of, you know, when you play football, that's how you want to be remembered. And I'm sure, um, you know, Junior's going to go down in, in folklore, especially amongst his teammates, as just being someone that mate, you could always rely on no matter what. Well, he was a tackle machine. We all know that. He's so sound in defence. But that would be, I suppose, understating what he brings to the football park because he was capable of a number of other things. He had quite a fat quiver, quite a few tricks, and it just chose when he pulled them out, right? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, early in his career, um, you know, he was a real attacking back rower. And I think the older he's got and and probably um, the way the Warriors have played the last couple of years, and to be fair, probably, you know, probably underachieved. And the, and the team that he's been in has probably really relied on, you know, him having that real defensive workload. And it's probably taken away from his attacking game. But as a young as a young kid and a, and a player when he first came in the first grade, yeah, he had a, a hell of an attacking repertoire, and um, you know I think it's just sometimes the way things go that um, you end up being the player you are, and because of the teams he's probably played in the last few years, he, you know he's become such a a great defensive player. But um, mate, it just you know everything that Simon does is done well, um, and you know that's from every time he makes a tackle as a slow play of the ball, every time he takes a hit up, he, he makes his ten yards, and just mate, as I said, he's just someone that you could always rely on.
Yeah, and he was a centre when he first turned up as well. So he was quite sprightly and, and good on his feet. So he's just like a lot of players do, slowly gravitated uh, in towards the in towards the middle, in towards the ruck. Yeah, absolutely. That happens, you know, with some, you know, those guys. And uh, But, mate, as I said, he's just, you know, when, when you're in the dressing room and you see Simon and, and you're putting your boots on, you can't understate the fact of, you know, when, when you when you see that, it's it's almost like a bit of a safety blanket when you see those sort of players in your dressing room. And, you know, I, I know I felt like that, and I know every player that's ever played with him just had that feeling is that you knew you didn't have to worry about Simon. You, you knew he was going to get the job done. And, um, mate, he's done it for so long and, and for 300 games. And, honestly, there wouldn't be, you know, there wouldn't be too many games. Well, there wouldn't be a game I reckon I could go back on and go, geez, he's had a shocker there. You know, there's... He's just always got the job done when he's needed to. And the fact that he's done it all with one club, increasingly that's a rarity in this game. Guys tend to, to move around the show, but not only has he done it all at the one club, I think the timing of the announcement of the retirement is perfect as well because he's not waning, he's not sagging, he's playing some of his best football. Yeah, absolutely. Timing's everything. And, uh, you know, I think we all know when, when enough's enough. And, um, you know, this year he's going to call it quits. He, you know, he's played in that position for a long time and, and, you know, it does take its toll at the end of the day. And, um, you know, you've got some really good young guys coming through, probably putting a bit of pressure on too. So, um, you know, he feels as though the time's right. And what what a what a what what an awesome way to go out in your final year, 300 game on the last game of the season at Mount Smart um, on the eve of what could be a really big final series for the Warriors. They're, they're as big as chance as anyone in the competition at the moment. So, you know, uh, fingers crossed he might get the fairy tale. Brent Tate joining us on the program. What's the general thought pattern around the, the Australian league circles about what's going to happen in this top eight fight? Because it's as wide open as you can get, isn't it, Brent? Yeah, I, I honestly, Darcy, I, I couldn't give you a winner, mate. You know, probably after last night, you go the Rabbitohs again. But, you know, if the Roosters turn it around this week, the Bronx, mate, are hitting their straps at the right time. They're probably lacking a bit of experience, but they've got a great coach who will get them up for it. So... Uh, mate, it's it is really open. Honestly, it um, I, I I cannot tell you where a winner is going to come from. But uh, you know, one thing I know for certain is if you time your run and you get it right going into the finals and you're you're full of confidence, geez, it's going to go a long way in this competition of winning it. What do you tell the younger guys in this team that have never experienced finals football before? I mean, there's only a couple of guys in that team that were there last time in 2011. But what kind of information do you give them? What do they have to concentrate on to make this run a good one? Just embrace it, mate. I think um, you know they're, they're so hard to get. They're so hard to earn the opportunity to play finals. So when you get there, you, you what you do, you want to make the most of them, Darcy. So you know, not too much has to change. You just got to enjoy it and you know keep doing the job and keep going through the processes. And if you, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes these games just come down to who wants it more. And um, you know, if you got your game in order and, and you're going on a bit of a run and the confidence is high. Mate, just jump on the bandwagon and ride it. And, um, you know, they've got everything to play for. You know, Simon's a real legend of the club and, you know, would be much deserving of a fairy tale send out. So, you know, I say embrace that stuff, mate. Get on board and just, just go with it. Because, you know, at the end of the day, the Warriors have got the team that's going to, you know, if they get into the finals and they're playing well, they're going to scare a lot of people they're playing. What's changed? What's been the big turnaround in this team? Remember the last year, they finished with nine consecutive losses. It was an absolute nightmare. Obviously turned it around with five on the bounce to start with, but could you pinpoint one aspect of their game that you think they've really lifted, or is it is it numerous parts of their uh, of their time? Oh, well, from nine in a row last year, Darcy, I think um, you know every part of their game was probably not great, so you know <laughs> there's been improvement everywhere, but... Mate, you, you, you know, 
Isaac Luke's been a, a huge key factor for you guys. Um, mate, Sean Johnson, when he plays well, um, you know, when he's running the ball and, you know, he's in that mood where he's going to control the game and, 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 and take them on, you know, take the line on. And then you've got Roger at the back. I mean, when those guys are on song and playing well, uh, mate, you've just got to put guys that can do a job in and around them. And, um, mate, if they... If those three guys in particular, uh, you know, decide that you know this is their time and they're going to draw a line in the sand and take this club forward, well, mate, good luck to any other team playing them. Well, it's going to be a tremendous final series. Of course, that kicks off next week tonight. It's all about Simon Mannering and 300 games for the single club, the Warriors. Former teammate Brent Tate, always a pleasure, mate. Thanks very much for your time and thoughts. Enjoy the code. Thanks, mate. Go the Warriors.